Calling all entrepreneurs. Are you ready for a biz boost in 2022? Tired of feeling alone or struggling to figure out this whole entrepreneur thing by yourself? Well, great, because we have your solution. We are hosting an in-person business conference in Nashville, Tennessee on April 25th through 28th, 2022. And this isn't your traditional boring corporate like conference either. I mean, do you even know Evie and I? <laughs> yes, the Heart Conference is a place for creative business owners and dreamers of all kinds to come together, experience community, learn business and marketing strategies that will help you grow and scale your business all while having the friggin' best time of your life. So get ready to be empowered in your business and life so you can go out and break down every barrier that is holding you back from achieving your goals. All right, and listen to our speaker lineup. Legit. All right, we have Jordan Lee Dooley, Paige Griffith of The Legal Page, Zim Flores, Angie Lee, as well as Lindsay and myself, and our keynote speaker, Donald Miller of Freaking Story Brand. Like, yes. Yeah. So basically, are you like ready to explode your business and build community in just three days? Because if so, it's time to learn some hardcore marketing and sales strategies that will grow your business beyond what you could ever imagine. Get paid to do what you love, speak to the heart of your ideal client, nip that feeling of loneliness in the bud, connect with a community of like-minded creative entrepreneur besties, receive over 12 hours of hardcore business education, dance your pants off at our heart dance party, and listen to seven industry leaders teach you everything they know. Yeah, it's a lot in just three days. Buzz gonna be good. (laughs) If you are ready to give your business a jumpstart in 2022 and lead in your business empowered, come join us at the Heart Conference. You can find out more at theheartuniversity.com forward slash conference. You're listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast. We're your hosts, Evie McLeod and Lindsay Roman. If you're new here, wow, what a first episode to tune in on. But you know what? We're just going to roll with it. Today, we are taking things a little bit in a different direction. The idea for this podcast came from our girl, Katie Graham, and we thought it was just funny as heck. Um, We're about to bring to the table multiple ideas of our friendship where Evie and I have just... Uh, I would say vastly different opinions and discuss live on the show. Like if you know us at all, we are very, 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 very similar. However, there are uh, a couple of things in life that we just have very different opinions on. And so we're going to fight about it today. So uh, definitely more of a lighthearted girl chat friend episode, but we're here for it. I hope you're here for it too. Grab a glass of wine or a cup of joe or a cup of chai, we'll get into that in the show, and curl up with us for a girl slumber party vibe episode. This is gonna be fun. All right, cutting the chit chat so we can uh, cut to the chit chat. Okay, you get it. Let's debate. You're listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast with Evie Rupp and Lindsay Roman, two photographers turned entrepreneurs and founders of the Heart University. If you're a creative entrepreneur or a motivated dreamer wanting to make the most of your life, this podcast is for you. Each week, Evie and Lindsay bring you actionable tools to uplevel your business and life. So if you're ready to step up to the plate and pursue your God-given potential, you're in the right place. You're ready to live your life and run your business to its fullest? Then buckle up, because here are your hosts, Evie and Lindsay. All right, welcome uh, to today's fun conversation. We're about to throw down. I feel like throw down. I, I said feel that weird. I feel like this episode is gonna either be incredibly funny or just funny. <laughs> it's either know, we'll going see. to be received 
well, or people are going to be like, never do that again. <laughs> well, we'll see. We're trying new things. Okay, let's get started. Uh, well, every, okay, I will say everyone really, really loved the super candid friend conversation that we did a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. This is kind of like that, but more aggressive. Yes. We're well, I also think coming people, up to the bat. I feel like people always enjoy too when you and I have like debates and disagreements on like lives or whatever. They always think it's so funny. So yeah. I'm curious to see if people think it's funny on the podcast. <laughs> Well, here we go. All right, so we wrote down a bunch of different things where we uh, don't agree. So let's just tackle the first one. The first one is coffee. So just so you know, if you're not new here, <laughs> I love coffee. I'm I'm sipping a beverage of black coffee as we speak, and Evie loathes it. Um, she prefers <laughs> a, good, chai. a good old chai. A good old yep. chai. Basically, so what... <sighs> Okay, okay, explain I yourself. Like you're, I feel, you're in the minority here. And the most, the majority of the world, I can, I think I can clarify, like, cleanly, cleanly? No. I think I can say. Safely. Say, that's the word. Safely, safely say, say that the majority of people love coffee. Yes. Well, okay. But I want to state this because I feel like when people are here that, like, I hate coffee, they think it's that I hate, like, the flavor of coffee. And well, a lot of people do. Yes. Even yes. me sipping my black coffee, I don't drink it. And I'm like, that's the sweetest thing on earth. But. I think you learn to <gasps> love it. What? Okay, wait. Tell me this. Over time. You can sip on a black coffee and not enjoy it? No, I very much enjoy it. But I'm saying I can also recognize that I can, I could get why people sip that and are like, ugh, because it's bitter. Yeah. Like, I get that. I get that. Yes. And you just learn to love it. The darkness. Okay, I need to know, though. Okay, okay. This is where, this is where I'm going to get a little spicy on you. Please. Do you feel like you drink coffee and have learned to like it because it's cool? I don't, okay, I don't think it's cool. Well, okay, maybe it is cool. I just genuinely love how it makes me feel. And not even the caffeine, but like, I think I've realized I love a a warm beverage in the morning. So Andrew is more addicted than I am. However, like progress to him as a human, he cut out coffee like about... Well, when Annalise was born, which was like two months ago, he cut out coffee completely. And about the first week, he was like, not okay. And then after that, he was like, fine. And he doesn't even, isn't even tempted now. And I'm just like, I'm impressed with you as a human being, first of all, to do that. But uh, wait, where was I going with this? You were saying you don't like the caffeine, you just like a hot beverage. I I I decided not to go 100% full send, like, I'm going to quit with you. But I basically did by default because we don't have it in the house. And then I have it just occasionally if we're out or something. Uh, well, the one I'm holding right now, he gave me, he went to go drop Eloise off to Aww. daycare. And he brought it back for me, which was nice. Because I said in the morning, I was like, I need coffee, I'm tired. But I realized with that, like, we still have tea in the morning. Like, I yeah. still crave a warm beverage in the morning. It's just that I, I think... Warm beverage plus caffeine is like the happy spot because sometimes decaffeinated tea, even though it's warm in the morning, it just doesn't hit the same for some okay. reason. Because that's where I was going to, when you were like, I don't even, it's not even like, I love the way it makes me feel, not even the caffeine, just having a warm beverage. I'm like, that's why I love tea or chai in the morning. Like I totally get loving a warm beverage. Right. Well, but is your is your chai or your tea caffeinated? The chai is low caffeine, caffeine but yes. I think, okay, this is also, I don't know if we're really fighting, really. It's fine. Um, I also well, I feel think, like this is the one where we won't fight because it, it's not that I hate the taste of coffee. It just makes me feel sick. It's just a disagreement. Okay. That makes sense. I feel well, like that's some valid. of the others where we might get a little spicy. Okay. it's The spice is coming. I will say, I think when you cut out coffee and you're not used to that caffeine boost in the morning, 
a warm beverage that's not caffeinated does the trick. Yeah. I think I think when you don't have it for a while, you're totally fine. Yeah. I think it's it's when because right now I'm like bouncing back and forth between it. And so that's when tea, I'm like, it just doesn't hit the same. Yeah. <laughs> Which I get it. I feel like so for me, the reason I don't like coffee is not necessarily the flavor. Although I will say there have only been a couple times in my life where I've ever like sipped on like a black coffee and thought, wow, this is good. And then I kept trying to sip it's on black. Because it can't be Folgers. It's Folgers just, well, needs no, to no. die. This was <laughs> make that the make that the sound bite from this episode. Folgers needs to die. Oh my gosh! No, it was like it was like a roastery in Northern California. Like it was this yes, nice organic. Fair yeah, trade. It, I liked. I liked it once, and then I went back to the same coffee shop and tried a black coffee again, and I did not like it. But here's yeah. okay. Here's my reasoning, though. If you the drink reason, black coffee, though, it has to be like organic fair trade. It cannot be hot water. Yeah. Well, my the reason I hate coffee is because it literally makes me feel like ill. Like I we can't am, hate that. I am not. I'm like that. yeah. I just it makes me feel disgusting. And we I, give you a pass on that. I don't know. If the it's culture. from the caffeine. <laughs> Thank you for the pass as the culture. Um, I don't know if it's the caffeine or something with the beans because I can have other caffeinated beverages. Like I can have, it's granted. Well, some people are like that. Anyways, that's my reasoning. So I, I'm never the person who's like, coffee is disgusting. Like I can see why people like it, but I just can't. I like, I, even if I enjoy sipping on like a latte or something, I will regret it for the rest of the day. So I feel that. All right, let's Anyways, move on. We have a lot to this. Discuss. This next one is going to get he this did. is something that, so we talked, <laughs> coffee is something that I love, Evie hates. Now, let's talk about something that Evie loves. I, and I don't say I would hate it. I just don't understand uh, the hype. You're a hater. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. You're I'm a hater. Okay, let's talk about what it is. All right. Go. Okay, so anyone who knows me at all knows that I am obsessed with Anne of Green Gables. This is and her homeschool Ohio self is, coming to play. No, this is just my romantic, like, but also lovey. homeschool Ohio. Grew up on a farm coming okay, to play. True, but I just, I just love Anne of Green Gables. I love that series. Like, I love, you fate, didn't you name your hard drives after like Gilbert? I do. Or whatever yeah, the heck? all of my hard drives are named after Anne of Green Gables characters. So uh, there's only like, like two, four characters. There's the the no, parents. There's, there's the parents have, and then aunt. Or are they parents? Or are they siblings? Are they siblings? Old yes. siblings? Oh my gosh! That's yes. weird as hell. Okay, so first I have of all. <laughs> my hard drives are Matthew, Marilla, Diana, Gilbert, Anne, and. Uh, Minnie May. I watched the movie and I don't remember any of those other than Gilbert and Anne. <laughs> okay. Anyways, well, that's because you didn't read the books. So I made Lindsay watch, this was probably like three years ago, two years, two, three years ago. I made Lindsay and Andrew, well, Andrew likes Anne of Green Gables, uh, ironically. And Andrew and I made Lindsay sit down and watch, and watch the Anne of Green one? Gables or and then Anne of watch? Avonlea. We watched two. We did? I don't remember yes. any of this. I mean, I remember yes. sitting, did we watch them in a, a sitting? No, I think we watched them like two nights in a row. Okay, okay, okay. Anyways, we made her sit down and watch the movies and... It wasn't that it was bad. <laughs> like, I can get on board with the whole like little house on the prairie like <laughs> vibes. I am about that. Like, I wear hats. I wear braids. I love me some lace, I feel, I feel... Like dresses. Like some old like Jane Austen. What was your cons- What was your problem with the movies. And by it the way, was, I made I had her watch the Megan Fellows versions. Okay, go ahead. Do people know what that means? Yeah, anyone okay, who likes Anne of Green Gables will know what that means. Go ahead. Okay, great. Uh, it wasn't that I had a problem. Like, I love the wholesomeness. I love the story. Like, it's a rich... Like, me being a parent, I will I will let my kids watch that all day. It is wholesome as hell. Yes. 
that. that oh, what was your problem? Oh, my problem. My problem was that like there's this all this buildup for two freaking movies, all this buildup, and then literally there's like not even a kiss at the or did they kiss? At the they end? kissed at the end. It was like a peck. I mean, I understand that this was back in the day, and we're not gonna make it. I get that, but like, give me something. Oh my, oh my lord. God. It was okay. like it was like this romantic, and I was just like, "Did they? Did we even see a marry like a wedding scene?" No, it's oh just my the lo- end of oh. their proposal. No, but think it about was- how many movies end with just a proposal and not a wedding. That's like fine, but then give that. me like the magical kiss. Give me the it was magic. a magical kiss. It was like a a sweet. Rich, I'm very like I'm very eager to see the redeeming love movie. If they don't give me my magic <laughs> kiss at the end. <laughs> I am curious to see how they'll handle that end scene because then the bucket is raunchy. So it'll be interesting. Anyway, I also just have questions. I said this before, but why, why are two old people, like siblings, living together and then adopt because a in daughter? That, in that time what? period, the, the woman would not have really been able to live and support herself alone. So she and her brothers, they were both spinsters. Neither of them married. So they just continued. What's to a support. spinster? What does that mean? Unmarried woman and like unmarried, unmarried woman or man. Okay. Okay. Bachelor did they, did they live in the same bed? No. Okay. They had right. completely different living quarters. She just, just took care of the house. He took care of the farm. Okay, I get it. They, it was their family farm growing up. Okay, anyways. Oh, I just question why, if you were going to make a story, why that? Like, why not a, because like a that, married couple? I'm just, oh I don't know. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Anyways, um, I, feel like, I feel like you need to read the books. I would actually probably enjoy the books. Because again, it's not that I'm a hater. It's it's that like, I enjoyed the movie. It was a little boring. But <laughs> but like, get it. To, like, because I loved her angst and her, like, I love that. I'm about that. And the, the dr- drama snaps. and the like, the imagination. I feel snaps like- Snaps to imagination. Snaps to an angsty little girl who does what she wants. <laughs> I'll regret that when Eloise is that age. But- um, Oh my God. It just is a li- slightly boring. And then like, if you're gonna- really hammer on a romance, but give it to me in the end. The point of the movie, especially, maybe it's also coming from the books. The point of the whole book is not their love story. Like that's a that's oh. a piece of it. But the point okay. of the story is Anne. I, which is more wholesome and, and over, like you shouldn't make the, if it, yeah, no, I, I respect that. Not making it just about her getting a, her getting a love at the end. Like, like the whole, it's respect, not a romance movie. It's, we it's respect a, an independent woman. Okay. <laughs> okay. We're moving on. I just, I'm going to send you like the first two books and I feel like Please you're going to devour them. Okay. Is it, good, is it good writing or is it boring? It's incredible writing. Okay. Then I'll read it. It's so good. All right. Okay. Moving on. Uh, this, this one. Heated. Heated. Um, we're back to something that I love and Evie hates, Taylor Swift. So, oh, well, <laughs> Evie, you have the floor. Explain yourself and don't use the word over. I think she's overrated. That's been done before. Give okay. me an actual valid answer. Okay. Of why you hate her. Here's here's my reasoning. I have I have many. I also before if anybody doesn't know, I'm like the biggest Swifty on earth. Not actually, that's not true. There's some psychos out there that are like hardcore that probably like but buy you're, her hair you're, on you're, Etsy. You're up there close Etsy. to them. No, no. Mitra always says that like if she asked me to birth her child, like to like surrogate her child, I would. I think that's a little far. Uh, is it? <laughs> is it? <laughs> All right. Anyways, okay. Anyways, the floor. I have reasonings, and I might offend people here, but uh, me. Mainly. No, but I mean just like the world in general. Um, oh, okay. I 
I respect her in certain ways in the fact that she is, I have compassion for her being in the spotlight for so many years. And of course, there's like pressures. And I know she's had a lot of like, have you watched Miss Americana? I have not. But I've heard, I've heard, I've heard a lot about it. And that's, that's part of why I think I respect her. Like I respect anyone who's super famous and has constant opinions and pressure and, and paparazzi. Like I, I, I respect her in that sense. However, I just have questions about some of the things that she is a proponent for and just some of the, the ideas that she like shares popularly with the world. Oh, I have met. Okay. We, Oh, and and that's one thing. So for me, I'm just like, I'm not a huge fan of some of her like morals and or beliefs. But I uh, 100% agree with you. But, okay, but okay, that, that, that doesn't make me like instantly, like I'm, I can disagree with a person and still love them. Like I have right. many people in my right. life that are, that's the case. So that's just one tiny little piece. The other thing for me is that I feel like, and this is, I was actually talking to our mutual friend Maddie about this the other day because she's a swift, like kind of, has has gone over towards the swifty direction after being. Oh, she in it. has. Yes, just slightly. After oh, watching Miss Americana. Anyways, she and I were talking about it, and I was like talking to her, and she was like, "Okay," and I was like, "Do I sound like a snob?" And she was like, "Yeah, kind of." My, I'm very coming from a family of professional musicians. I have. Oh, we're about to throw down. I okay. have a, opinions about people who are obsessed with artists where I feel that some of their musicianship is lacking. So mm, somebody, like where Taylor, <laughs> somebody like Taylor Swift, I think lyrically she has m- magic touch. I agree that like, I think lyrically she is a goddess and can spin lyrics and a story in a way oh, okay. that's just magical. Okay. okay. My issue comes with some of just the writing, the musicality. The, the ri- That's what you, you literally just said, the writing. Well, when like I say the, the like, melody lines, okay. like the back, like the music. Do like, you, are you against bops? <laughs> n- no, I just, some bops. I just like, what the heck was that me song? Like what oh, okay. the heck? Okay, I agree. I 100% agree. That is the absolute worst. No, that's not the worst in her catalog. Girl at Home is the worst in her catalog. <laughs> if the, if anybody knows Taylor Swift deep cuts, you feel me on that. Anyways, me is the second worst in her catalog right after Girl at Home. Okay. I agree. Don't don't talk to me about Taylor Swift's artistry and use me as an example because that was absolute <laughs> trash. And that's well, coming there, from a Swifty. I feel like there are others though that I just like listen to, and I mean they can they can be catchy. You are know, you only listening to her hits? I don't know. I don't mm. listen to her. Well, then okay. Like like anything Come to the argument with like uh, like what, when I say when I say I don't listen to her, I mean that like I don't put on Taylor Swift as a conscious choice. Right. Right. So I've heard a lot Which of her music. You have that. You have that freedom to do. I don't know. Do. I just, I just feel like I, I am not a huge fan of a lot of her music. I don't feel like it's musically like rich. Like somebody like Ed Sheeran, lyrically is just incredible, and musically, I'm like, you are a freaking talented musician with an incredible voice. Whereas you, Taylor Swift, you I'm like, realize, eh. you realize they've collaborated many a time, and. And they have yes. many songs together. I, I realize that Ed Sheeran. Together. I realize that Ed Sheeran has helped Taylor Swift write songs, which is part of why I like Ed Sheeran. <laughs> That's really laughable because Taylor Swift arguably made Ed Sheeran. He was like on his slow rise to fame, and then he opened for her on the Red Tour, and then blew up. So check yourself. Okay, <laughs> I, that doesn't make Ed Sheeran's musicianship less valuable. That means that 
Taylor Swift's fame helped his incredible musicianship be seen. This is my opinion. I think you're you're taking her as a person and judging her music from that. No. Or is it just because you don't like the music? I just don't. I also just have issues. This is where I'm going to get a little salty. Frickin' Taylor Swift had no business going into the folk category, and it is garbage records out of it. And I hate that people think that they now like folk because they're listening to frickin' Taylor Swift's folk. Like, that is indie folk, like, nothing. Uh Uh-uh. She had no. Mm -mm. Just like you had no business going into the swim industry? Uh, (laughs) I feel like anybody could go into any industry that they want, but but Taylor Swift, who is known for... Country slash pop is now well, she trying didn't. to be an indie folk artist I and is argue, misrepresenting the entire genre for no, no. millions of people. She's not trying to do anything. She's just being herself and she's writing what she wants. She is not bound by genres. Okay. She's not, I she's not intentionally trying to like override the indie pop. Like she's not like being like, ooh, I've conquered country. I've conquered pop. Now I'm going to beat them <laughs> at indie. Like that's not what her, I think she's doing what she genuinely loves and what she's interested in. I bet you anything, you and Taylor Swift have very similar musical tastes. I bet I'm that, and that's what like probably what made her, she was terrified. I, I remember like seeing an interview. She was terrified to even like approach Aaron Desner or Bonnie Vare because she thought that they would think of her exactly what you think. Like, that she's just, like, this, like, like Teeny bopper. Teeny bopper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I think she's genuinely talented, that she genuinely can write a song in any genre and make it work. Um, well, she probably could well, be, like, screamo. That would but be But I, I also feel like we also, might disagree. Just so, you know, just so you know, Folklore, one album of the year, and Evermore is now I know, nominated. that's why— for well, that's why this year. I don't think Evermore will win this year. It's up against like Sour and like a bunch of other ones that came out. It's up against think, Billie Eilish. Okay, I think I just have issues. This isn't just a Taylor Swift thing. I have issues with a lot of our modern music and I think a lot of it is absolute trash and I hate that it's Agreed. like album of the year is by like Olivia Rodrigo or Taylor Swift. Not saying that like... Well, I, Evermore, I, Evermore is worthy. Yes. See, that's that's also where I have an issue is like, why are some of these actually like genuinely, insanely talented musicians not getting recognition, but somebody like Taylor Swift, who just like stepped into that category in indie folk she's, is like, she's, okay, I, I, I really I wish, I really wish that you, you, I want you to like, I, this is impossible because it's already been ruined, but I want you to listen <laughs> to like Folklore and Evermore if like a completely unknown name sung those songs, I think you would genuinely like them. I think you're judging I just, them. No, no, no. I don't like the, the composition of the song. I'm not saying well, that Well, then like, that's Aaron Desner. He wrote the melodies underneath. All she did was write on top of it. No, well, no, no. When he I wrote say, the, whatever that's called, the soundtrack. Mm, and she like put the words and like the melody. I just don't like her voice goes. on my one of my favorite genres. I just cannot, I cannot handle it. Okay. Anyways, that's our Taylor Swift argument. <laughs> I also though agree I don't agree with, like, pretty much any of her, like, morals or worldview. But I can separate that in my mind. Like, hey, I don't I don't agree with you, but I can still appreciate your artistry because I think, for me, what hits me about Taylor Swift, because I don't like every single one of her songs. Sure, all of her songs don't apply to me personally, obvi, but I can appreciate, I think, growing up with her 
she's like a few years older than me. So like as she grew up, I grew up. And when she wrote songs from the heart that felt like a diary, it felt like somebody gave me an anthem for like the things that I was going through. So I think that's for me, it's like, I don't care how her voice sounds, which has gotten way freaking better over the years. And it's interesting to hear her like go back and re-record her old songs because now she's singing like old songs where her like country twang, like her voice was not as good, especially on like uh, Fearless, the record. And now she's singing it with like her 30-year-old voice that's like way, 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 way better. Um, So for me, it's like, it's less about her voice. It's less about like, oh, that's like the richness of the, oh, because I'm not like a, I'm not like a a music critic that's like, oh, the melody in that just hits right. It's like, I like a bop. I like a song that makes me cry. And I like words and lyrics that feel like I wrote them or that like come from my soul. I also think that's fair. She's, she described teenage angst and love so well when you're in that age, especially for like the era of people that grew up with her. And then Red came out originally right when I was having like the worst heartbreak of my life. So it was like, wow, you just spoke to me, sister. (laughs) Sister. I think that's probably then part of why like you love and relate to her music so well. Cause I only started listening to Taylor Swift as like an adult. Right. And then you and, don't and I'm like, emotionally to it. I'm like, this as is much. so freaking dramatic. This girl has had like the craziest love life. Like, what the heck is she doing? And now she's like making this normalized for all these teens that like you just date all these guys and get heartbroken and like anger okay. and okay. angst. That's and- where I get angry though, because every other freaking artist on earth does the exact same thing. And I don't know why Taylor Swift gets all the flack for it. Well, I mean, every everybody does. How many guys has she dated and broke? Literally, <laughs> literally, Ed Sheeran does the same thing. Olivia Rodriguez. Literally name every other freaking artist on earth. They date people. They write songs about them. Yeah, but and I feel like Taylor people- Swift has dated like 15 different guys over like five years. Uh, false, false. <laughs> She's been in a happy relationship for at least the last, t- since 2016. That's five years. Oh, I had no idea she was dating anyone. They're in a very wonderful relationship. And the last, like, since Reputation, all of her albums have been about him. They're, well, Folklore and Evermore were, like, about other, like, random things that she made up in her head. Anyways, we need to move on. <laughs> okay, moving on. Hey, have you been eyeing the Heart Conference tickets, but maybe feeling really torn or overwhelmed? Like, wow, it sounds amazing to get to sit and learn from seven of the industry's biggest movers and shakers. And getting in a room with dozens of other powerhouse entrepreneurs sounds like a game changer. And man, you really need that boost in your business this year. But it also just feels like a lot. Look, we get it. Going somewhere alone can be really freaking overwhelming. Traveling can be expensive and hard, which is why we have the Heart Conference Facebook group. We have dozens of other entrepreneurs in there connecting with each other before our week together in Nashville. And that's also a great place to find travel buddies to go with you and split travel costs like lodging, rent-a-cars, etc. To join the Facebook group and find your people to make this experience even more fun and exciting, go to theheartuniversity.com forward slash conference. There's a section on the page to join the group and the link directly to the Facebook group is also in the show notes. We want to see you in Nashville. So grab a ticket if you haven't already and come join the pregame party in our conference Facebook group to grab a travel buddy, meet new friends, and get hyped together. That's theheartuniversity.com forward slash conference. And we'll see you in Nashville. Photographers, listen up. Do you struggle with editing in Lightroom? Are you confused as heck about organizing catalogs, backing up your images, culling takes you actual ages, and editing as a whole just leaves you feeling discouraged and frustrated and maybe bored too? If that is you, consider us a Santa on Christmas morning because we have a completely free 
Lightroom challenge for you that walks you through everything we just mentioned, including a bunch of tricks and hacks that make editing in Lightroom a million times easier and faster. The challenge includes five videos, roughly 30 to 50 minutes each of Evie and I tackling some of the trickiest topics on editing and teaching you exactly how we use Lightroom to edit drool-worthy photos. We cover our favorite tools within Lightroom that will change your editing game, and we teach you how we import, cull, upload, backup, and catalog our photos in a way that is efficient, fast, and reliable. You don't want to miss this challenge, my friend. And if your editing needs a refresh and you just want to know how we edit our photos, this is the place to be. Sign up and join the challenge at theheartuniversity.com forward slash challenge. One more time, that's theheartuniversity.com forward slash challenge. And we can't wait to see you there. Let's just touch on this one really quick. Yeah, it's not that big of a deal. I well, f- well, we've we've debated this many times. This during- is something that me and Evie vastly do, do, disagree on. I freaking love spicy food. Evie hates it. Um, and when I say okay. spicy food, like I mean for enjoyment for me is to be sweating. If the food does not give me pain physically, let me. I don't want it. <laughs> let me explain the number of like time, the amount of days and time Lindsay and I have spent together where we're eating food together is like, like months worth of days in each other's lives. Lindsay for breakfast every single day will make like these eggs or, you know, sausage, like potatoes, a good whatever. Savory option. It's like not that a I good, don't like sweet, like I'll have a smoothie for breakfast too, but savory no, is. I'm, I'm all for savory breakfasts. I'm okay. the same way. So she'll, we'll make like this really good savory breakfast, like sausage, potatoes, and eggs, you know, with avocado on the side or whatever. Oh, and I'm like, yes. I am like so excited to sit down and eat this breakfast. And the next thing I same, know, I look same. over and Lindsay has, it, her plate has turned red and black because <laughs> she is piled hot sauce on top of her breakfast and then just literally dumped an entire can of pepper on top of it as well. Uh And not to mention cayenne pepper. And then we'll sit there eating breakfast. I kid you not. And I'm just like (laughs) calmly eating. And Lindsay's over there like (laughs) the whole time because her nose is just running. There are tears coming out of her eyes. And she's like, this is so good. I love this. Like (laughs) I think think for me, I think it, it might be like a form of a drug. Potentially. <laughs> like, like it's almost like a high. That sounds bad. But like, it's, it gives you an experience. It's not just like you're eating bland food. It's like, wow. And I See, will say, I will say, I do like my spice to have actual good flavor. I will okay. say that because I know that's one of your critiques about spicy Well, this is, this is my critique is she's like, I like to, you know, like have like spice. Like that's the flavor. I like to f- taste my food. And I'm like, with spicy stuff, you can't taste your food. It's just no, you your mouth just, is on fire. No, no, no. I would so much rather have the individual flavors of that like sausage and potato. And I'm not saying like, I don't want like spices in it. Like I want salt and pepper, like give me some good rosemary and those potatoes. Rosemary is not a, it's a, it's a, what's that? Herb. That's the word. It's an herb. You know what I mean? Like rosemary is delicious. You go to like the spices and like cabinet. That's what I mean by like spices, like the spice cabinet. Although give me fresh rosemary any day of the week over, over dried. Yes. Anyways, the point is, I feel like by piling hot sauce on top of all of your food, you're not actually getting the variety of flavors. You're just masking every single flavor with the spice, like the flavor of your hot sauce. I could, so I could, I could see that. For me, it's just like I don't care about the individual flavors because they're bland. I need excitement and adventure in my mouth. <laughs> I just, I just think excitement and adventure can come from something other than Your food. everything in hot sauce. <laughs> Whatever. I will say, I get this from my dad 
less about the hot sauce and more. I think I think my love of like spice came from Pepper because he's the kind of person, and I was this way growing up too, that whatever he was eating, it would be black because he would dump so much pepper on it. So that translated to me, like his favorite thing to do is to go to Subway. And then like at the end, when you're making your sandwich, <laughs> they say, do you want pepper? And he says, yes, just I'll tell you when to stop. And then they just, he just gets pleasure about like, they'll just oh keep shaking gosh. until his sandwich is black. And like the, the Subway person will be like, uh, yeah. <laughs> he hasn't told me to stop yet. And I'll oh be God. like, keep going, keep going. And then finally he'll be like, yeah, that's good. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. Well, that's great. We just have disagreements. I just feel like she's ruining all the flavors of all of her food by masking them with one I'm flavor. I'm enhancing them. I'm enhancing them and creating experience in the mouth. <laughs> okay, next one. I don't feel like we disagree on this one. I feel like we just have different perspective. Like we handle this one differently. Yeah. So this one is handling haters. And I feel like between the two of us, Evie is much more gracious and loving. <laughs> and not that I'm not gracious and loving. I'm just, between the two of us, I'm the one that's more likely to mentally throw the middle finger, which is maybe like a, a heart issue for me <laughs> well, to work on. But I think I'm I'm the one that's more like, Oh, I, my instinct is to immediately like lash out and be like, nah, this is why you're wrong. Or that just was- to get like sassy. I think okay, that's I true. think even if you're not necessarily like responding out of like, you're not lashing out of anger. That's your, true. Your response is to like put somebody in their place and be like, like snaps, like, yo, do you even like, and you know, get sassy. Well, I really enjoy responding to, this is not really hate. This is just responding to spam comments. Uh, like the ones that's like, this lady helped me get $5 million in Bitcoin. Thank you, Susan, at <laughs> Susan or whatever. And I'm literally just like, hey, thanks so much for uh, boosting me in the algorithm with that comment. You rock, Susan. <laughs> like, <laughs> you, you like getting sassy. I, I do. I feel like I can easily get sassy, but... I feel like I tend to reserve that for like my close inner circle. I'm a very sassy person for my inner circle. But I think you let things roll off your back or or maybe just like, you're just like, ignore it or don't say anything. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe arguably more healthy. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. There are times times when like you're more bold in certain things because you're willing to like engage or call stuff out. That's And, And I'm more like, thanks for sharing your opinion. Have a good day. Like, and just walk away. So I don't know. And I'm the kind of person that's like, I'll pray for you, but I'm saying it like sarcastically. Oh my God. And I'll sit there and actually pray for somebody. <laughs> this is good for me. This that's is good. Funny. This is therapy. I need to I need to actually be gentle. Like, oh my gosh. it's not that I can't be funny. Also, my Annalise is screaming in the background. Andrew needs to... It's, sorry, apologies if you hear that. It's okay. Real life of a newborn. It's real life. Okay. The next one is very simple. Um, it's pampas grass. It's pampas grass. It's not. It is pampas <laughs> grass. Pampas, literally, it sounds like you're like, pampas grass. It doesn't matter. It, if you Google it, Google agrees with me. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's pronounced pampas. The world at large would agree with you, but Google, I Googled it. It's pampas. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to need to Google that later. I think, I I think it comes from the Midwest. I think it like the Midwest or maybe the South say it like pampas because that's just, like a pampas. Well, I don't say it with an accent, but. No, it, I'm tr- I'm think, hearing it in my head from an accent. It's pa- like, I, I say pampas because it, uh, or sorry, pampas to me sounds like, like snooty. Like that's the, what the word means. Like 
oh, that person is pompous. Like, oh, they think they're a hotshot. That's what the word pampas means. But it's not pampas just beautiful boho grass of our dreams. No, 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 no. Pampas sounds like, yeah, I'm going to get that pampas. Like, it sounds, ugh. Whereas, not saying Southern accents sound that way. I actually love Southern accents. That just, something about pampas just, ugh. <laughs> pampas sounds like, like luxe and, and luxurious and, and bougie and, you know, pampas. Like, it just sounds mm-hmm. so much better. Are you Googling the pronunciation right now? No, I'm not. I'm pulling up the questions for the next. Oh, okay. Uh, next question. Uh, we'll just, we'll agree to disagree. <laughs> let us know. Uh, share this on your stories, this episode, when it comes out, and let us know. Well, I want to know where Actually, you I was guys gonna say all, let's all of this stuff. All of this. Like, do you like coffee? Do you not? Do you like Anna Green Gables? Do you not? Do you like Taylor stuff? Do you not? Do you like spicy food? Do you not? How do you handle haters? How do you pronounce pampas grass? Pampas. All of this. Pampas. <laughs> Anyways, last one. Last one. Um, kind of falls in line a little bit with Anna Green Gables, like, homeschool vibe. Evie just, <laughs> Evie growing up didn't really, wasn't inundated in pop culture. No, which as a parent, all. I really respect that for your mom. Like go you. Um, <laughs> I would probably do the same thing to our children. However, did not uh, regret my childhood. I was inundated with the pop culture, specifically the Disney Channel tween era, which you'll find out by these questions. Um, <laughs> but I just, I think, I think now, you know, a lot more pop culture, but um, some, but the yeah. literally the other day, the thing that made us put this on the list is she was literally like, she thought Enchanted was a TikTok like like thing, and she thought like, oh, it must be like I thought it was about the Jake guy from her new album, and then and I was like, fool, <laughs> it is from Speak Now, not Red. Get your facts straight. I don't even didn't even know that, and then and then and then I was like, it's about Al City, and she was like, oh, he dated Al City, and I was like, oh my god, no, she did not date Al City. She just wrote a song about him because it was magical. They're meeting, anyways. <laughs> So I know nothing. I like seriously. You ask me anything about like, well, Lindsay's gonna ask me. I'm. We're just gonna. So I have prepared. I have prepared questions that I know from my childhood. That like, (laughs) like all the like good stuff. Um, good in quotation marks. Just this is like the culture of pop that of like celebrity that I grew up on. So we're gonna pull Evie to end out this episode <laughs> and we're going to see if she knows the good pop culture. And when I say pop culture, the, like, there's nothing about like the Kardashians or, or news on here. It's very much tweeny bopper, like 2000s to be fair, era. To be fair though, I would know nothing about the Kardashians, but same though. That's why I didn't ask you this, but all these questions that I'm asking you, I know very in depth. All okay. Right. Name three Mary Kate Ashley movies. Go. It takes two. Okay. That's one. <laughs> That's all I got. <laughs> Wait, really? <laughs> Isn't there no something others? about Paris or Italy? Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. When in Rome, it uh, passport to Paris. Okay. I, I thought it was like a day in Paris. Switching goals. Billboard dad. Nope. I've never even heard of any of those. Oh, man. Holiday in the sun. Literally nope. my childhood. Never heard of it. My childhood. <laughs> all right. Well, you didn't get that one. You got one. All right, this is a multiple choice uh, oh, question. Oh, gosh. I'm going to give you all. Which starlet dated a Jonas brother? Mm. A, Miley Cyrus. B, Zendaya. Or C, Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift did. Correct, but that was, a trick, that was a trick question. Two of those starlets dated a Jonas brother. Oh, I don't. I have no Can idea. Can you guess the other one between Miley Cyrus or Zendaya? <laughs> My, Zendaya is too young, right? So would it? Would it be Miley Cyrus? Because she was also Disney at first, right? Wasn't she? Yeah, that, that was correct. Okay. I mean, Zendaya was also on the Disney Channel, which is why I thought I would throw you. But no, but Zendaya is like young. Young 20s. And well, the they're all kind Jonas of. Brothers are all like 30s. Honestly, this is really, was like wailing. 
Oh. We're good. We're good. He, he's taking care of her. Okay, but okay, now the question. If it's Miley Cyrus and Taylor Swift, which of those two starlets dated which Jonas brother? Oh, I have no idea. You're going to have to guess. Do you even know the names of the three Jonas brothers? Nick and Joe. <laughs> okay, what's the third one? He's the least popular one, but he still is valuable oh, as a human being. Fred? <laughs> Kevin. Oh, So okay. Miley dated who? <laughs> I, d- I have no idea. Miley dated Nick. Taylor dated Joe. All right, moving on. Okay. <laughs> Name the artist that sang the song Metamorphosis. What song? <laughs> Metamorphosis. I've never heard of that it was, song. Here's a, here's a clue. It's also the album name. Early 2000s. I even gave you I, the era. Nope. Absolutely she also nothing. sang the song So Yesterday from that same album. I've never heard of either of those songs. Oh my gosh. Hillary Duff. <laughs> You're paying oh. me. <laughs> That was her first album. It was iconic. (laughs) Soundtrack to my teenage years. Okay. Dylan and Cole Sprouse starred in Disney Channel's The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. Which twin played which character? (laughs) (laughs) No idea. (laughs) What? (laughs) I used to play, there was like a, a, a video game or whatever, an online game. And I was, I played it like twice in my life. And that's the only reason I even know what The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody is. This pains me so hard. (laughs) I have no idea. Cole Sprouse played Cody and Dylan played Zach. Bonus question, which character was of those two was considered cool and which one was considered nerdy? I didn't know one was considered cool and one was considered nerdy. I cannot. (laughs) Uh, Cody, a.k.a. Cole, was nerdy and Dylan, a.k.a. Zach, was cool. Moving on. Which Taylor Swift music video does her best friend Abigail make an appearance in? I didn't know she had a best friend Abigail and I did not know. Lord! (laughs) These questions, I thought these questions were easy too. I thought I was like, no. Well, that was a trick question because there's two music videos that Abigail has appeared in, Picture to Burn and 15. 15 is actually about Abigail. Oh. But if you I didn't know she had a best friend, also fun fact, Abigail went to KU, University of Kansas, where I went. And Taylor, before I was in college, which, God, this is the worst part of my life, was <laughs> she came to visit Lawrence and she like sat in on a class. And I just regret every day that I wasn't older because oh I was <laughs> You're ridiculous. All right, what event is the song Look What Me You Made Me Do by Taylor Swift about? Oh, oh, was it about the Kanye West thing? Yeah. Wow. Yes. Yes. Did yes. I get that's, it? I mean, th- you, that's very vague. You didn't explain the event. All I know, Kanye, didn't he like during an award or something, he like dissed her on the mic or something like that? Oh my, oh my gosh. Oh, okay. You, you, were, you had such high hopes and then it just <laughs> went downhill. That, <laughs> the song Innocent on Speak Now is about that event. The VMAs where he stole the mic and said Beyonce had the best award of all time. But that was like years, years. Then they became friends. And then the event happened that that sparked Look What Me You Made Me Do. Uh, was it about the music video? What music video? Didn't he have a music video where he had like a, a, her naked or something? Okay, you're close. I'll give it to you. It's it's the song Famous. And there what that was the music video to it, but it wasn't the music video that was the problem. It was the actual song, a lyric about it. And then... It was a whole thing. But that you got it right. You got it right. Okay, Lisa. I knew something. All right, all right. Last question. Last question before we end it out. Which Bachelor is blamed in franchise history for being the first one to say, I love you to his final two ladies? <laughs> Your face right now? <laughs> I, I, I mean, you know I don't know that. <laughs> it's Ben Higgins. All right, good day. We've proved <laughs> that Evie knows nothing about pop culture. <laughs> I feel like you could continue to ask me many questions about anything in pop culture and I would know nothing. I think you got 
Like none of those, right? Almost. I got the Kanye one kind of. Kind of. Well, no, you, you, but then you thought it was about the VMA thing. I seriously thought those two events were like at the same the reason, season. The reason I asked you, they're not. But the reason I asked you about the look what you made me do is because I think you did a caption the other day that you were like, Evie can't come to the phone right now. And I was like, don't use Taylor Swift references. You don't understand. <laughs> That's true. I didn't understand it. It just seemed fitting for a caption. It's like, okay. why can't she come to the phone right now? There's a whole, there, it's because she was on the phone with Kanye. There's a whole thing. Oh, I know. I, okay, know nothing. Uh, well, that was a fun <laughs> argument episode <laughs> of us just debating. If you know us at all, you know that these debates spring up pretty often just throughout our days in life together. We'll just debate pompous grass will debate Taylor Swift will well because we we genuinely are like so similar on every We're other like aspect of life we twins. really had to dig to find out like what we really disagree on it's funny anyways okay well we hope you enjoyed this if you did if you like just more conversational friend you know enjoyable fun light-hearted conversations and episodes uh let us know join our yeah. heart and hustle Facebook group uh to throw out your ideas on podcast episodes, send us a DM on Instagram at the Heart University. Basically, we just love hearing from you. So yeah, yeah. we love we love personally mixing uh, more conversational, like fun episodes like this with business education. So if you want us to continue doing it, let us know. Yeah. You rock. And we also just genuinely want to know where you fall on all of these things. Yeah. Let us know. DM us, story the the episode and tell us what your opinions are. We want to hear, or, or in the Facebook group, like Evie said, we want to hear them. Yep. Okay. Love you. Hope you have an amazing rest of your day and we will chat with you on the next episode.